welcome to Confessions from a Dental Lab. This show is all about bringing you into the lab, beneath the surface, so you can see things, hear things, and understand things right from the source. Learn from longtime ceramists, dentists, and lab techs, both young and old. Without further ado, let's begin. Welcome back to Confessions from a Dental Lab, the podcast that brings you inside the lab so you can see things, hear things, and understand things below the surface, right from the source. My name is KJ Eichstead, brand manager at New Art Dental Lab, and I'm joined today by Frank Heiser, dental lab owner. Frank, welcome back. Hey, thanks, KJ. It's great to be back on the show. Yep. Uh, Frank helped us kick off the inaugural episode. He's been on a few times, uh, but he's a busy man, you know, busy running a dental lab, busy running a, a good one at that. Uh, but we managed to snag him back today to talk about one of his favorite topics, and that is being a ceramist in the field of you know, restorations, uh, making teeth look realistic, making, uh, kind of just a light dance on those teeth, like, like they would a natural tooth. And, and Frank, I know we can go a lot of uh, directions with this, but my first question to you is what specifically about ceramics really unlock your passion for it? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. There's a there's a few things that really uh, I guess just brought me into ceramics, um, and what it is is definitely one of them is is the involvement with aesthetics. Um, that's that's always been something that uh, you know like natural beauty has always been a part of my life. You know nature, uh, making things look natural. Um, so uh, you know coming from an art background um, that just really lended itself really great to ceramics the other thing uh, a few other things that that i guess really drew me in is that it's not easy work you know it's not something where you could figure it out in even uh, you know a year's time or two years time or three years time you know and it's really like a long journey and uh, um, that you could really spend your whole life uh, perfecting and so that was something that really drew me to it, just the difficulty of it and uh, the variety within it. And, and you're, you're largely doing the same process day in and day out, but the amount of variety that you encounter um, it just always kept it fresh and, yeah. and interesting. Man, I mean, there's so many, <clears throat> excuse me, there's so many follow-up questions I have. I know you've mentioned in the past that if time wasn't even like a variable and you could do something that just brought you pure joy all day long, like it would be ceramics and, and making, you know, those teeth, those beautiful works of art, kind of like some of the paintings you paint on the wall. Uh, but you've also mentioned how just, and you touched on a little bit right there. You also mentioned just how difficult it is to achieve maybe skill and consistency in that particular art of the dental restoration process and could you talk about just like i mean the the current landscape of ceramics like we're fortunate to have a pretty solid team here i think like with great leadership experience as well uh but but like what are you seeing out there in terms of like how how hard is it to find like a quality ceramics these days and and maybe in general but even even more so like in the current day and age if there's any labs listening and stuff like that yeah 
Um, I, there's there's quite a few ceramists around. To find a, a good ceramist is is becoming more and more rare. Um, and it's, it's going to continue to be that way going into the future. Uh, it, it's going to get harder and harder only because the whole industry is going towards monolithic. And, uh, so I, you know, I'm, I'm at a point in my career where I'm reluctant to even go and train a traditional, another traditional ceramist, you know, because everything's just going a, a different way. Um, that said, there are still some cases that at least for the, the foreseeable future will only be able to, you know, some results or, or cases, uh, you know, that will only be able to be achieved by a traditional ceramist. Mm -hmm. and, and I see that uh, still continuing on at least for, you know, another half a decade, maybe longer. Um, but uh, um, by and large, it's, it's going to be a lot of really um, skilled stain and glaze technicians replacing what was once uh, built in uh, the, th the three-dimensional layers uh, by your traditional ceramist. Hmm. And I think just to back up a little bit, could you describe, it, it may sound simple, but just like what a ceramist does for the audience, you know, like they, they may pick up the, the restoration at a certain point in the process. Could you kind of address that and then maybe describe like you have a case come in, like what exactly is that ceramist going to be doing for our listeners? Sure. Yeah. Uh, the ceramist primarily works on the final stages uh, in the process, but in order to do so successfully, the rest of the team kind of looks to the ceramist for guidance on on what a substructure should look like mm. what that end game is so you're actually planning out uh cases quite often picking uh you know the right substructure shade um you know helping give guidance uh to a metal finisher you know that may be finishing it uh, oftentimes you may be uh fitting and finishing your own substructures and so you'll be one of the more well-rounded uh technicians in the laboratory if you're a ceramist um you know yeah. so uh, a lot of ceramists as of late you know probably won't have too much of the the CAD CAM experience, but I think that's that's becoming a little bit more common that a well-rounded technician has that under their tool belt. Um, but uh, what you're doing, uh, you know, specific to the ceramics process is, uh, you know, adjusting the framework to get the ideal uh, look, uh, create the space that you need uh, to then fill with the, the beautiful veneering ceramic that you're gonna be adding and firing by hand. Um, you're going to carefully uh, line or opaque, uh, putting that first layer on the substructure and doing so carefully, uh, you know, adhering to certain protocols to make sure that you have good adhesion for the, the layers to come. And uh, after that, you're going to, you know, there's so many different ways to do it. There's probably as many ways to layer a case as there are uh, individual ceramists. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, you're going to add those layers, in, in, you know, depending on what, uh, what your goal is, uh, potentially in, in multiple firings, uh, maybe just in one. Um, you know, as lately we're doing less um, layering of huge masses, a lot of micro layering. So doing um, a lot more in smaller layers uh, than, than we once were. But uh, then you're going to be responsible for the final form and then uh, the final glazing or polishing. 
and uh, uh, you know uh, certainly you know the as I said the final form you're you're doing all the contouring and so you really have to have a good understanding of color and form uh, to be a successful ceramist. Hmm. And this might be uh, <clears throat> helpful to a dentist with their own practice and maybe they've relocated or maybe they've purchased another practice. Maybe they simply have an okay lab that they are looking for something better in the new year. Like what advice do you give to a dentist in communicating with a lab to kind of like, you know, vet their ceramics? It, you know, obviously there's like the eye test, right? And there's kind of getting the restoration in your hand. Uh, but it, but the parallel I see for this is is a lot of times when people are, you know, kind of choosing like a financial advisor for maybe it's like a family or something, you're supposed to kind of vet them a little bit and ask them maybe some particular questions like, are your interests aligned with, with X or are you actually genuinely trying to help us? And so maybe if we take that and parallel it over here, you know, like what are maybe some questions a dentist can ask a lab uh, or even a ceramist, you know, to, to kind of get a gauge on if it might be a good fit or not. Sure. Yeah, that's a difficult one um, as uh, it's, it's a difficult question to answer. But I think there are certain things that you could, uh, you know, maybe check in with your lab and see. Number one, you know, and most good ceramists, any good ceramist is going to be using reputable materials, mm -hmm. number one. Uh, you know, so whether it's the actual veneering ceramic system or the substructure, uh, whatever it may be, but those are going to be some, uh, you know, your more reputable. Uh, there's there's so many uh, brands, new brands that have just uh, broken into uh, basically the field in the last, uh, you know, several years that uh, um, a lot of the reputable ceramics that I know are going to stick with uh, a few tried and true, uh, you know, uh, brands that they've been working with for some time. The reason I say that, go ahead. Do you know those at the top of your head for our audience or maybe some of them? Um, you know, there's kind of the main ones are going to be, you know, your, your, um, your Ivoclar. Mm, okay. Uh, certainly that's, uh, that's a good one. Uh, but there's many others, Noritake, um, you know, there's some, uh, uh, like creation for, for even, you know, that, that one's one that, uh, a lot of people will use for some really high aesthetic, but I'm, I'm definitely leaving a bunch out. Yeah, and absolutely. So, um, yeah. as far as the substructure like goes, like with your paints and stuff, exactly. Like different techniques. Yep. And to me, it's not so important which one of those main brands that, that your ceramist is working with it's it's mainly that they've been working with it for some time because it takes time mm. to understand what each of the powders and you almost have to memorize what uh you know a, a kit of ceramics is going to come with you know probably over 100 bottles you know yeah. if you got a full kit you have to memorize like what those are going to do at what thicknesses and yeah. and so you have to just work it just takes time it yeah. takes time to like run through that and know what they're going to look like um you know you we have shade tabs for them and we fire tabs and, and they kind of get you started but the way it looks in your hand in your furnace the way you fire it that just comes from you know experience man you're just making me think of cooking i'm thinking yeah. of my grandma she's 100 percent italian uh cooks italian food she's got this special trick where she'll she'll cut some onions up in the olive oil and then she'll saute them for a second the olive oil but then she'll take the onions out but just that gives the olive oil like an extra flavoring and then she'll make the sauce from that and it's like 
I wouldn't have thought of that, you know, and it's just like these tricks of the trade of just doing it for so long and in a lot of correct ways to do it. Um, I think if a lab or, or a dentist or anyone is confused about, you know, maybe just like has a question about a ceramist, I think a very valuable thing and, and a, a good step to take is to simply call up someone who, who has experience doing ceramics. And, and luckily we have one here, Frank Heiser. He's been doing it for over 20 years. Um, but it doesn't have to be just you. It could, it could be anyone with skills and experience uh, in, the, in the field because you you say this a lot. You know, there's always like another mountain to climb in terms of, oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, skill you can take your craft up to. And, and yep. you're a very artistic person. Like <clears throat> for those who are listening right now and you haven't been in the lab, we have these unbelievable paintings on the wall that Frank has actually painted. He's applying those same artist techniques to these restorations. It's truly incredible. Uh, but but Frank, you're oftentimes like feeling like you could do even you know more artistic stuff on these restorations and and just always be getting better. And I think that's that's just a great attitude to have, right? Like it's probably helped you improve your skills and sharpen your skills. It's there's one thing to acknowledge when you you have skill in something. Like for example, I might consider myself to have skill in podcasting, but by no means would I consider myself to be a hundred percent done with learning about that right it's kind of like an ongoing thing maybe could you yeah. speak to that for a sec personally yeah i'm i'm very grateful and one of the things that uh keeps me going as as a ceramist um is that i'm fortunate enough to not be on an island here at, at new art you know I, I work with other really really great ceramists and mm-hmm. we all kind of push push each other you know uh we look at each other's cases uh it's it's awesome to see somebody else getting a certain effect or a certain result and we learn a lot from each other um we we have some pretty pretty long time ceramists here that uh, have been anchoring some things and and then we have some other up-and-comers that are you know are are equally amazing and so we all kind of like pump each other up by by getting a cool result and and there's nothing better than you know every once in a while we'll have kind of like a show and tell where where the case really (laughs) really turned out uh you know exceptionally great and and what makes it great you know it's like you you just pick up a case and you can just see like everything came together and and really made something special and so the shading is is beautiful the glazing and final polishing is beautiful the layers are awesome the form the way the light's reflecting off of it there's harmony there's balance there's proportion uh it functions well it just checks all those boxes and we we work really hard to hit that but there's always those those few cases that for whatever reason they just the white whale have that extra <laughs> little bit of magic to them okay and and it's it's something that we work very hard to hit every single day it doesn't happen on every single case you know and and, and all the cases we send out are beautiful make no mistake we, we don't send them out if they're not um but there's a, whenever we see one of those special cases that really really like ups the bar i mean we share it and we yep. look at it and and we ask questions you know hey what'd you do for this or you know what powder did you use for that halo or for that mamelon mm. and you know uh and, or what did you use to contour that or create that texture so that's i've been very very fortunate to work with several other very very good ceramists here in the lab 
and I feel like that that really kind of keeps myself going and and the rest of the team going. Yeah. Uh, because you know it's just like you just share in the excitement, sharing the wins. And that uh, you know we're just kind of like nerds about it, right? We we just really kind of geek out on that stuff, that... and uh, it might be something that only we notice, but it it definitely makes a difference, and we always strive to hit that more and more often. I mean, you you just hit it on the head for me, and I think for a lot of our listeners. One of the most famous books out there is called The Richest Man in Babylon. And it's all these old principles from just, you know, thousands and thousands of years that's still irrelevant to today. And one of the principles talks about how you wouldn't necessarily ask a bricklayer to make your clothing and you wouldn't necessarily ask like a like a cook to, to build your house. You would go to like a build, a bricklayer to build your house. You would go to a cook for your food and then like that kind of stuff. If, if you want great ceramics you really got to be nerding out about it, right? Like you really have to be all all into that. And and I think that's what we have here. You mentioned the experience on the team. I, I'm running the numbers in my head. Do you think we have over 100 years of combined experience? Is it easily. over? Okay, easily. easily. Yep. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Um, Some people have like 30. I know you're oh, yeah. over 20. Yeah, we and... could probably take the half the team and, uh, uh, you know, go, you know, surpass 100 years. Which is and exciting. So, yeah, yeah, which is which is really exciting. And so the cool thing is, is, is we have really experienced, uh, you know, ceramists right there in with uh you know some uh, an entry level team that's primarily doing some staining and glazing very and important some, as well yeah there's definitely some exciting cross-pollinization that happens love there. that you know you get you get your hardcore you know master and apprentice type yeah thing. exactly a person who's been through the trenches and then you got this like a bright-eyed you know like fresh technician you know has their whole career in front of them yeah and there's just uh, a little bit of magic that happens there that I'm very, very excited uh, to see. And the other thing is we do see uh, a fair number of patients at the lab for custom shades. That's right. That's and right. so that's extremely important, uh, you know, on your ceramics journey. You have to see natural teeth. You know, and I don't mean just look at people that you meet and stare at their teeth, I, which, you know, inevitably we <laughs> Everything do. Everything else, right? We do. But I'm talking like getting in there, holding shade tabs, like look closely and, and, and try to mimic that, you know? So we see, uh, you know, a fair number of patients a day that give all of our ceramists the opportunity to do that. And that's an important step in that journey uh, is really just that being exposed to what nature has to offer as far as teeth go and then uh going back into the laboratory and just you know trying to trying to mimic it trying to come up with a formula that's gonna gonna come up with that effect and some of those effects can be a little bit elusive uh but you know as you do more of them you just kind of build a repertoire of like ah you know you never saw exactly that one but you kind of remember ah there was one that was similar to that and i used this this and that and it it worked out pretty well and then it's just a slight modification to customize it for that patient and so you just keep building and building on that and so we have these young ceramists that get to benefit from that advice and 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 the opinion and kind of the guidance of these uh you know tenured ceramists that we have here in the lab ceramics university yeah exactly (laughs) um frank you know we're gonna do future episodes on ceramics don't worry uh any final thoughts before we wrap this one up not really i just um 
I, I obviously, you know, it, you know this, KJ. Yeah. I love ceramics. And yeah. There's something magical about it. I, I still get, every time my furnace opens up and I see those, that, you know, restoration fired coming out of there, it's always a magical experience. I still can't wait to see what it looks like. You know, it, it's just like the, the surprise of, of trying just a little something different mm. every time and, and pushing that boundary. It's a work that's never done. And uh, um, that magic, I, it's, it's a very fulfilling, fulfilling endeavor. Uh, but it's also, uh, you know, it, it can be a difficult journey as well, you know, for, for those of us who do it. Um, because you're never satisfied. It's almost like a painting, yeah, right? Like halfway happy. through, you're like, what am I making? But you're then never you happy, the you're never done. Result. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's never done. It's a, it's a job that's never done. And so, um, you know, even even our best cases, you know, that, that you actually look incredible in the mouth. We sit there as a team of ceramists, and, and all we see are the things that we could have done better, and 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 that's that's just who we are. And so it, it's, driven for yeah, excellence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that exactly. man. High standards over here. Uh, thanks so much for a great episode, Frank. I know we could talk all day. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you if you're able to share this show with a, a friend or, or a dentist or another dental technician or maybe someone who's just interested in the in the any of this stuff like art or ceramics or or, or all the above, that's the number one way you can help us grow and uh, help pass along some good information to other people as well. So we're on Instagram, Life at New Art Dental. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those places. Until next time, we're out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab. If you'd like to contact the show, simply send us an email at dentallabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us at Life at New Art Dental on Instagram. Thank you for listening once again. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe and tell a friend. And until next time, we're out.